This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. The Big Show, 97.5, The Zone, and The Zone Sports Network. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott. I'm Austin Horton filling in for Jake. Jake is uh, having some family time this week. And uh, by the uh, very NSFW text he sent me this morning, having a great time. Sure, looked like it to me. Yeah. NSFW, for those kids out there, is not safe for work. Can't open that kind of text message here at work. Had to make sure I was in incognito. Uh, when I opened it up, did you uh, did you get a different text than I did? No, I think we we both got the topless picture <laughs> that Jake sent to us. I think that's okay. Okay, if you want to bend your morals, <laughs> go right ahead. I won't stand for it. All right, uh, it's time now to talk some Utah Jazz. As uh, Craig Bowlerjack is nice enough to not only join us today uh, on the phone, but he's going to be filling in on Friday as well. Got to tell you though. He's joining us on the Smart Rain guest line. It's no mystery that Utah is in an extreme drought. That's why Smart Rain is the solution for any commercial property concerned about water consumption while managing irrigation smartly. Find out more at smartrain.net. How are the irrigation efforts up on the uh, East 40 going, Craig Bowler, Jack? You know what? It's uh, it's you know every other day, but only a few minutes at a time. So that's what I'm trying to do. Trying to do my part. Survive, so not thrive. Yeah. So let, me yeah. Get, let me get this straight, Bowler. So you've you've painted the barn. Yeah. You, you repaired and painted the barn. You you have uh, plowed the North Forty. <laughs> now you're digging the irrigation ditches. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Do you do you when you work? Do you wear the overalls when you have to get the bandana hanging out your back pocket? You know what? <laughs> no, I kind of do like you know a little Joe Cartwright. I just kind of wrap it around my neck. You know, kind of. But uh, you know, little uh, little bandana like uh, around the back, you know, on the front of the forehead. So the, the no, no, no. I just kind of go as is. As, I, don't as... I don't think I'd look too good in overalls, but they are <laughs> they they do come in handy on certain jobs, right? Well, I, I'm thinking, little Joe. I once saw him on a talk show, believe it or not, <laughs> and he said the Ponderosa was the only place where 30 year old men had to ask Paul before they went into town. <laughs> Uh, I'll, I'll full admit to both of you, I had to Google who is Little Joe Cartwright. Little Joe Cartwright, yeah. Apparently from a show yeah. called Bonanza. You've never Bonanza. heard of Bonanza? Yeah. I've heard of Bonanza. I haven't heard of Little Joe Cartwright. Yeah, Little Is Joe, he related uh, to Little Jimmy? I don't know. Little Joe, Little Jimmy. I think Little Jimmy lived there for a while. I <laughs> uh, just made a stop by, and then he had Big big Hoss, you know, Hoss Cartwright. Then you had Paul. You know, that had to take care of, of everything and had to make the decisions for all. Yeah. Well, if you do wear overalls out there, go with the no shirt under the overalls. That's a good look. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's classic. Yeah, get the full effect. And yeah. by the way, I wasn't on Jake's text, text line, so uh, I'm not sure what that's all about. But uh, as long as he's having a good time, that's all that matters. <laughs> he, definitely, he definitely is. I think he had one of those hats on with, you know, two beer cans on the a beer can oh, on each yeah, side. Oh, yeah, one of those. Those are classy. Oh, yeah. yeah. Not hey. one, but two at a time. Austin. <laughs> and, you know, those cans. You can also put Mountain Dew or, or Diet Coke in those too. Oh, yeah, that's what Jake's doing for sure. <laughs> of course. Yeah, yeah. No, there's no doubt in my mind. Uh, Bowler, we had Sarah Todd on the show yesterday, and yes. Gordon asked Sarah a very interesting question. There were all kinds of rumors and rumblings and reports and, and whisperings that things were a little heated between Donovan Mitchell and the Utah Jazz near the end of the season. We all saw the the training staff uh, disagreement about whether or not he should play in that game one against the Grizzlies. Right. We saw how he responded in person and on social media at the end of the season, of course, was not happy with the second round exit. And Gordon asked Sarah if, if she thought things had maybe calmed down and smoothed over. What say you, Craig Bowler, Jack? Well, sadly, I wasn't you know, ever around those guys. Uh, Sarah had probably a little bit more uh, during the playoffs uh, than I did. But, uh, you know, even though I called the games, sadly, never close to a, a locker room. I don't think Sarah maybe was either. But um, 
You know, I think I heard the same thing she did. I think the problem is, is you know, again, social media, uh, it's, it's the way things are reported and how things are interpreted. I think Donovan wanted to play to such a high degree, which I respect. I think Gordon will, and you both, I mean, Austin, come on. That's what they're supposed to do, if at all possible, right, without further injury. And I, I just think maybe mixed messages from what I heard was, you know, uh, what really what came down. And I think some players have the ability to probably in the day say if I play or I don't. And I think, again, when you have the investment that is put forth in these players, who has the final say? You know, and even I think, you know, Coach Q even mentioned, look, I leave it up to the medical staff. But at the same time, you wonder and ponder, does a player have the final say? And I don't have the answer to that in this day and age. Now, look, the only thing I go off of is what Carl and John did. And those are epic stories, right, Austin? I mean, from your standpoint, Gordon, I've been around a while, but those are lore. Those live in jazz, you know, folklore of how big the ankle truly was on, on, you know, Carl's ankle on that given night. Or did his finger actually flop around with a, a no ligament and he played the entire season with it? Um, you know, all those things come into play. Stockton's elbow, uh, you know, Hornacek dragging his bad leg around all the time. That was true, by the way. That, that was not the greatest wheel that Jeff had in those final, final couple of years. But, I, I, you know, that, that's something that still – I think teams want to use it as a personal kind of, they want to keep that out of the media, but at the same time, it becomes a story because a superstar of Donovan's nature, it becomes a story, right? Because it is the playoffs. It is Memphis. It is round one. The jazz want to get out of the first round and into the second. And so I would think with time and the way you're competitive, yeah, things should find their way back to normal. Uh, he played great whenever he was – well, he w- was never truly healthy, even in the Clippers series, but still went out and was at a high-level performer. But I appreciate the guy wanting to play. That's that's the way I look at it. If he felt like he could, but some people have to uh, – like in football, Gordon, you know, we talked about before, they take their helmet and hide it because <laughs> they do want to play, but in reality they shouldn't be there. That's not my job, but I can understand Donovan's desire to be on the floor, and I appreciate it. So, Bowler, now that you've had time to think about what the Jazz have done this offseason, answer this question. Given good health, are they yeah. good enough to win a championship? Oh, I think, yeah. There's about five teams. I think uh, the Jazz are in a number of preseason polls to be in the top four and wins. Uh, that tells me a lot. Again, it's respect, and it's sometimes lacking in some people's minds that the Jazz don't you know, get the national recognition. Um, you see them on ESPN, TNT, NBA TV has them a boatload. Uh, no, they're not. They're not on every other night like the Lakers and and uh, Philadelphia and and the and the Nets will be on TNT and the Phoenix Suns. But they they're they're going to get there. I mean, I think I think the Jazz the door is still open. Uh, as we talked about before, there's still the unknowns of health and age. Yeah, Chris Paul re-signed, 36, going on 37. The Lakers are an old folks' home. I mean, let's put it the way it is. They had no money left, so they go veterans minimum to fill a roster. I'm not sure Westbrook, AD, and LeBron survive together. Uh, Westbrook's an individual-type player, gets his numbers. I'm not taking anything away from his athleticism because he can drive as well as anyone in the league and get to the rack, but I'm not sure that team stays healthy. But see, that's the key word, right? Even in Dallas with Luca, health, Jazz, Conley, health, uh, Chris Paul, Phoenix, health. Damian Lillard looks like he's staying put at least until the All Star break, unless you know something uh, changes there. I still see them middle of the pack, but not being a threat. Uh, Jamal Murray, uh, Denver, you know, with the ACL. Same with Kawhi and the Clippers. So you know, just reeling off those. Those type of scenarios, yeah, the Jazz are in the thick of it. I think they're a better playoff team uh, when they get there because there's more ability to uh, the versatility, I should say, at the bench, I think is much improved, which is something you have to have as the Jazz learned against the Clippers. So you can talk all you want about small ball, but the 
the Jazz are better equipped, uh, in my opinion, to make adjustments more on the fly if necessary. And that was something that I think everybody saw uh, in round two. How much better do you really think Donovan Mitchell can get? How close is he to getting to where that's as good as it's going to be? I guess you saw saw that video last week like I did with him playing bounce off the dribble three. Mm-hmm. Wow. I mean, pretty impressive. Well, you and I have done that for years, Craig. Oh, of course. Yeah. yeah that, that was it's really nice to see Donovan off. catching up with us. So. Yeah. That's what you and I always worked on, <laughs> you know. But uh, I, I, I still believe, you know, as an as he is an athlete, I don't think he's reached the pinnacle. Um, look, there's a one or two points is another difference maker in a win or a loss, and also how how do you play in the postseason? Because that's where true stardom uh, is is uh, grown. And that's where your name is, you know, is put in lights. And I thought what we saw, even on a bad leg, I mean, Gordon, he performed at a high level, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, he really did. And I think more driving to the rim and his three-point shot, I think he'll be at the line more one or two times potentially. Not every night, but he still has that ability to drive and finish. And if he can finish and get fouled, that's only better. Is he at 30 night per a 30-night, a point-night guy, very few are. If he is or close to it, he'll be in the MVP talk. Uh, that's my opinion. But there's a lot of other players that are in that same level category and, of course, who get probably some more press back east. And that's always been an issue, um, you know, for Donovan in his short time with the Jazz. There's a lot of respect out there. Don't get me wrong. But how many times do you hit the national scene, et cetera? But when he does have the the national audience, how do you perform? And I think he's he's living large. I think he understands the pressure now more than ever as he jumps into his fifth year. And the salary is the confidence the Jazz have in him. And again, health plays into all this, right? But he's he's multifaceted. He can play a couple positions, improved on defense. And I think you know as an offensive player. Can he go 27-28? I do believe he can. I do. Because he's that good of a driver, finisher, free-throw shooter, and three-point shooter. And I think even you may see an opportunity even with some mid-range game. You know, uh, He's learned from Conley, who's the best at getting into the paint and letting the ball float in for two. Waller, so now that the Jazz have a little more flexibility, uh, how often do you think Quinn is going to utilize that uh, flexibility? I think we'll find out in preseason a little bit, right? I mean, on how all this falls into falls into place. I'm not sure of the minutes on Rudy Gay. Uh, does Jared Butler get on the floor? Uh, you know, many as we talked about last week, Gordo, you and me, it was about is he is he is NBA ready. That's what a lot of scouts believe and thought before the draft. But again, some, he had to jump a few hurdles. And the Jazz were able to work with him and, and get him into a Jazz uniform. So uh, that's intriguing. Pascal, a bigger defender. What is Hassan Whiteside all about? I'm not sure. But yet, you know, the potential is there. Potential is one thing, but actually getting it done is another. And Rudy Gay brings veteran leadership. He's not the player he once was, but he still is a spacer and still is respected with his with his uh, outside shot, and also he's got a mid-range game. So I, I just think the Jazz help themselves. Um, to what degree and how does Quinn use them? That's going to be really the story in the first four games starting in Dallas uh, on October 4th and then jumping down to San Antonio. So I'm anxious to see how those minutes are spread around as well. And does he experiment a little bit? during the preseason with some small ball action. I mean, you just can't play small ball without having some practice and and some game time minutes with it. So uh, we'll see. We'll see. Well, I'm going to ask you for a prediction here. Uh, This last offseason, the three big point guards on the market were Chris Paul, Mike Conley, and Kyle Lowry by a lot of estimation. Uh, And then, of course, Russell Westbrook got, got traded, so he wasn't a free agent. But Chris Paul, Kyle Lowry, Mike Conley. Of the three, who has the better season this coming year? 
And of the three, who finishes deeper in the playoffs? Oh, my gosh. Austin, holy cow. <laughs> it's like rolling dice in Vegas. You know, uh, I'm so table. sorry. Hold them but all. No, no, it's a yeah. great one to discuss. Look, Conley uh, talked to us last week about going through different uh, a different process of training. Uh, age, you can't beat it. You try to find a way to get around it uh, for another year or two, right? So stretching the hamstring, I don't think there's a, a, a better regimented guy in the league. LeBron pays a lot of money to stay healthy, and I think Mike goes on a, a, a high-level, um, uh, you know, way of keeping him himself tuned. And it's harder to do, right? Every year you play. So um, I will. I do believe this in history backs this up. Chris Paul has had multiple injuries uh, through his career. He's a six-footer, and Mike's just a, maybe a half an inch bigger. He, and I think Chris Paul packs on a few more pounds. But, you know, look, uh, it's, it's all about staying healthy, getting lucky, by the way. And I think the Jazz are a better team, even though Phoenix got into the Western Conference Finals. Paul was healthy for the first time in a long time throughout the entire playoffs. And if he continues to do that, then, you know, you got to tip your hat to him. But – I don't. I don't think it's hard for Paul to play 82 plus, uh, you know, a playoff series or two or three, but he was able to do so this year. Even though it was a truncated, I get it, 72 game season. But um, I think if Mike stays healthy, the Jazz are the best team in the West. Sorry, and I, that's not through rose-colored glasses. I mean, I just think age catches the Lakers. Kawhi's knee. Uh, Age on on Chris Paul, Luca he can't do it by himself. And Jamal Murray and the Joker, look, Jamal's not back yet. That's going to take time. And Portland hasn't really moved the needle for me. San Antonio is going to take some time to to regroup uh, with Pops. But I still think the Jazz, when healthy, can 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 be is the best team. Record showed that. But I'm also wondering here. I'm rambling, but do, is is Having the best record in the league, the most important thing for the Jazz. I'm going to guess that Conley, to your question, gets some rest. It may upset some folks, but if the ultimate goal is a title, and Gordon, you know how I feel about this, but at, at, at the age, I think Chris Paul gets rest, okay? Um, and, and probably Kyle Lowry will as well. Uh, that's just the way it is as father time runs after these guys. But I still think Mike Conley with the system and the way he works with Donovan Mitchell is, is tremendous. Booker and Chris Paul are dangerous as well. But I think the deeper team right now at this moment, health-wise, would be the Jazz. Just, just a note uh, by way of addendum, Chris Paul is the oldest at 36, Lowry's 35, Conley's 33, but the minutes played – is way off the charts. Uh, Chris Paul is just under 38,000. Lowry's just over 30,000. And Conley has only played 28,000 minutes compared to those two. So you would yeah. think that the the wear and tear is getting catching up more with Paul and Lowry. Well, yeah, the numbers don't lie. And what's uh, LeBron? Pop that up real quick if you can, Austin. Is it not 50,000 plus? Uh, in his, with his minutes played? Yeah. Let's and see. Carmelo is is not far behind. I mean, but uh, it, fifty thousand, just over fifty thousand for LeBron. That's right, for LeBron. Yeah. And think about that. Think about playoff numbers. That's not included, by the way. And think about playoff numbers, preseason numbers, practice numbers, minutes. I mean, and also uh, even his Olympic uh, appearances. I mean, there's a lot of wear and tear on those guys. And forty-one thousand yeah. for Melo. Yeah, forty-one thousand. Yep, man, amazing. Fifty thousand just doesn't happen, Gordon. That's about <laughs> your streak, pal. And, <laughs> you know, and once you read fifty, man, you got to reload a little bit. But no, I don't know if LeBron can really answer the bell every night either. I don't think you know AD can. I don't know if Westbrook can. Uh, it's and I'm just not sure about the personalities there. And you know, Laker fans are saying, you know, get the hell out of here. You don't know what you're talking about. I get it. Because on paper it's fascinating, uh, the number of stars that are on that on that Laker roster. But can you hold it together? Can you sew 
and glue all those players together over 82. Not 72, but 82. And that's going to be the most intriguing. Those are the stories of, of the upcoming season. Health for the Jazz. Uh, Chris Paul, a uh, hamstring. Uh, you know, Conley's hammy. Uh, and, and are the Jazz going to be able to really put it together and stay healthy too when they, when they need to? And what about Dame? What about McCollum? Do they, do they ship one of the two out? And does LeBron actually put together his cast of characters? And can they stay healthy enough to meet, as everyone's predicting, the other cast of characters in the East, the Nets? Nets and Lakers. That's what people think will happen, but I don't think that's what's going to happen by the by the end of it all in, in June. Well, uh, last thing from me is this. As you examine what the Jazz are now, and as we all guess as to how it's all going to fit together, what is your perception of what the weakness uh, might remain to be for this club? Weakness probably still is a young Young type of shutdown defender. Nothing against Royce, but six four. You know he's been put in some difficult situations, still defending some of the the best players in the NBA, and he's done a yeoman's job. But maybe uh, again, does Jared Butler have that in him uh, a little bigger? Uh, does Pascal have that? I'm not sure. Haven't seen enough of him in this system, mind you. And how much does Rudy Gay have left? You know, again, not sure. I think only about the first 15 to 20 games, I'm always a believer you're going to get a real good feel of who this, this team is and what they're capable of and how they, how they blend, what kind of minutes Quinn has in mind, and how, many, and how many of these new players actually buy in, right? Ed Davis bought in, but he was at the end of his, you know, basically the end of a career that really could not produce. Ed was a great guy. Jeff Green just never connected. And the Jazz knew it and moved him. Uh, how, how does this group, Gordon, really buy in to Quinn, buy into the system, and how about the minutes and the rotation that they're put into? Put into? So all those questions you can predict, but you really don't know an answer until you see it. And I think, again, I've always felt like the barometer is 15 to 20 games, and we'll get a sneak peek uh, in those first four preseason games. But – I, I'm excited. I think fresh faces are good. Uh, it gives, and again, the options that Quinn Snyder needed, he now has. Is it the perfect scenario? No. No coach ever has the perfect scenario, most of them. But, again, Quinn is the type of guy I think can get a lot of out of, out of a lot of people, a lot of, a lot of good play out of a lot of players. And um, I, I just think, again, the system fits the guys that they brought in. And I'm anxious to see, uh, you know, Jared Butler. I'm anxious to see what Rudy Gay has. I'm anxious to see how they use Azabuki, also who's going to be fighting his tail off for some minutes right behind Hassan Whiteside. And you know what? He may win that battle. He may have to. He's going. To, he may win it. We'll have to wait and see. But you know, he was impressed, impressive in in, uh, in Salt Lake and in Vegas, as was Trent Forrest. And maybe Trent Forrest is one of the surprise pieces here, where he actually can give backup point guard minutes uh, besides Donovan or Joe Ingles. So, we'll, uh, again, we're going to find out together. Bowler, uh, thanks for doing this, and uh, we're looking forward to Friday. Should be fun. All right. If you got more uh, tweets coming in or, or emails, put me on that chain uh, from Jake. I want to see what's going on. Oh, careful <laughs> what you wish for. But, yeah, we'll, we'll see, bad, see you. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> Bad. Thanks, Bowler. Thanks, Bowler. All right, pal. We'll see, see you guys. That's Craig Bowler, Jack, uh, an incredible, uh, talented play-by-play guy. But, Gordon, they always say don't meet your heroes. That's You could meet Bowler and come away even more impressed after you meet that guy. Oh, I was extremely disappointed <laughs> when you met him for the first time. Yeah. <laughs> on Friday, make sure you ask him to share on air the Ronnie Lott story. The where he, where the, the the lore is that Ronnie Locke cut his finger off, you know, mm-hmm. to just keep playing. But Bowler has the truth from Ronnie's son that uh-huh. he has that he shares rarely. So on Friday, make sure you ask him okay. about that. Joining us now in studio from Any Hour Services is our guy Mike Wilson, running an incredible deal right now for all of the Zone listeners. How are you, Mike? How are you, you hanging in there? I'm doing good. You're, you're listening to the show out there. I am, and you've stayed awake mostly, so we're <laughs> we're doing okay. You, you're, you guys are doing great. You're professionals at what you do. I'm trying to be professional at what I do. 
it all works together. You know, no one's ever accused me of being professional before, Gordon. Maybe I need to let loose a little more. Man, it's like making cherry pie in here. Isn't it? it's just, what know, does that mean? I don't know. You mix the ingredients and everyone, uh, everything comes together to taste good. <laughs> it's like making cherry pie Sorry, in here. I had a hankering for cherry pie earlier today. You like cherry pie? Yeah. Really? Are you a cherry pie guy, Mike? I will do cherry pie. My favorite thing, actually, right now, because I'm like a bigger dude, uh, when I'm going through uh, Walmart, they have those little self-serve um, pies right by the register. They try oh. and get you, you know, 50 cents, a dollar, something like that. I've always thought, like, for that amount, it can't be very good. But I recently got an air fryer. So I started buying these little pies, and I'll throw them in the air fryer so that you uh-huh. get the crispy crust. Uh-huh. One of them is a cherry pie. Uh-huh. and. It's it's pretty good. Wow. You get icing on there, you get a little a la mode. Oh, ice cream. That's a fancy way to say vanilla ice cream. Yeah, that's what his butler taught him. <laughs> a la mode. Would you like this cherry pie a la mode, sir? He's like, what does that mean? He's like, would you like ice cream? Jeeves, I've told you a hundred times. You it's know, a la mode. Jeeves, come on, give me a break. You know, here's the thing. Gunther, you know, whatever it was. Mike, Mike, is, uh, Mike is an expert at heating things up. He is. There you go. See now who's doing the transitions. You're doing. You're, you got this deal for tune-ups, but before we get into the numbers and yep. why people need to call, what is a tune-up? We hear this phrase all the time, sure. and, and everyone just kind of accepts it, but I want to know. And Gordon, <laughs> Gordon tried to explain it to me in the break. It didn't make sense. So what is a tune-up? I can understand. Gordon, he speaks on such a high technical <laughs> level. It's hard sometimes, unless you are in the industry and you know the terms, to understand all the things that he's trying to explain. But uh Tune-up is actually just the term that we use to describe the manufacturer's recommended maintenance and inspection items. So when you go through the owner's manual, there's always a maintenance section. There's some things that you can do, and then there's some things that you have a professional do. So it actually lists everything out. I'm sure Gordon could tell you every single thing that's listed in his owner's manual. I won't bore you with those details, but... All of those, it, it, it helps us form the checklist. Like the brands, the manufacturers have things that they want their system to run correctly, and they say in order for it to run correctly, you need to check these things and do these certain things uh, once a year. So that's what a tune-up is. You know, those of us who are really smart, no, here uh, we, go. We, we don't like it when other people think they're really smart because we are really smart, you know? Yeah, it's like making cherry pie. We it's, try to dump yeah. things down mm-hmm. around here. Mm-hmm. Now, well, okay, well, let's have Gordon... <laughs> We're, we're very good at that. <laughs> Gordon, here's here's a question for you since you're so smart. What is the best time of year to have one of these tune-ups done? Uh, well, I would say uh, before you need it. That's a very specific answer. I like it. Right? Uh, That's such a great answer. I thought, you, I thought you'd go with when Mike's in studio giving us the deal he's given us today. That's the time of year to well, get right it. Well, right now, then. Yeah, right now is the, the, the best time. Today. Now, it's usually $198 what you're offering today, Mike. Uh, give us the details of what you're offering and why you're only giving only offering it for $49. Well, okay, so that $198 is actually $99 for the air conditioner, $99 for the furnace. So if you want to get either one of them done, if you don't need them by both, and maybe you had your air conditioner serviced already this summer, and you just want to get a preseason furnace tune-up. Instead of ninety-nine, you can save seventy bucks and get it done for twenty-nine. Great deal. It's a de- it's a same deal that Gordon took advantage of. Uh, you know, on the last time that he booked the thing. But if you, you had this to- deal, you got that price. No, I got it. My, you know, this, this you got it for twenty-nine dollars. Yeah, that's right, I did. But, but but the deal he's selling today <laughs> is better than the deal I had. Uh-huh. So, yeah, see, uh, I so, talk about favored children not being included. Look, <laughs> G- Gordon, I'm not even going to come back to that. So anyway, so here's here's the deal. So so uh, as Austin was saying, $198 value, where you get that is like tonight, if you want to maximize your savings and get them both done. So maybe you haven't done your air conditioner for a while and you know you need to get your furnace done, call tonight and schedule both an end-of-season air conditioner tune-up and a preseason furnace tune-up instead of that $198 that you would normally pay $49 is all you pay. It's $149 savings. And before Gordon goes all like, oh, that's a better deal than me, it was it's $9 difference, Gordon. Yeah. I you mean, paid nine more dollars yes, than that? I did. Wow. Well, That's- technically four fifty, because like the night where you save the nine dollars is if you get both of them done. <laughs> so, like, I mean, if you, I think I, I think I got four dollars and fifty cents in my pocket. If you really, 
<laughs> Actually, I don't think who cares cash anymore. I'll Venmo you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Gordon does Venmo. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all right. So the other thing to add on, though, it's very important: the no breakdown guarantee. It's not just forty nine dollars for both these, but you also throw in that guarantee. Well, the cool thing about that no breakdown guarantee, when you go out and you do a thorough tune up, it corrects minor issues, it identifies potential problems, and it helps your system run more efficiently and last longer. So, long story short, any hour services guarantees that from for at least 12 months from the time we come out and perform a tune-up on your system, we guarantee you it's not going to break down. And if for any reason, in that 12 months, if the system does break down, all you do is call any hour services. We dispatch a service technician out to your home to diagnose and troubleshoot the system for free, and we'll give you the money that you paid for the tune-up back. Wow. 801-443-7400. you got to call tonight. Get that uh, lined up with, uh, tell them you, the, the zone sent you, 801-443-7400. If you prefer, uh, Mike, they can go on anyhourservices.com. Yeah, you can schedule online at anyhourservices.com. But you got to do it tonight to yep. get that $49 or $29 for only one of them deal. Thank you, Mike. You're welcome. He's Mike from Any Hour Services. More of the big show up next. We're going to hear from Britton Covey, or as PK called him on Twitter last night, British Covey, next here on The Zone. This is DJ and PK. She roots for the Utes. She follows the Cougars. We're just wondering if. Check in that. Time to check in now with Ryan from the Dish Professionals, 801-424-DISH. That's 424-DISH. Upgrade your TV experience and save money. Yes, it's possible. Right, Ryan? Yes, it is. And uh, we had a great offer, a great promotion right now. Um, we're adding a little extra. We took a little bit of advertising money, and we decided instead of spending more, we'll just give it away to a lucky listener. So we're giving away $1,000 in cash to one of the lucky radio listeners to call in and get set up. This is a great opportunity because the promotion, it's two years worth of credits. The price is guaranteed to, to not change for that two years. You get free movie channels. Um, Dish has the NFL Red Zone, which you get free for the season. Plus, also, they have the Pac-12 Network. Next week, Utah will be playing on the Pac-12 Network. So make sure you have that channel. We can take care of you there. Plus, also have the AT&T Sportsnet for the Jazz games that start soon after that. So everything's kind of lining up. This is the time to make sure your TV's dialed in. And here's the thing. We can save you money. We see 60 to $80 a month. Very, very common. We can save people money. And also, Internet. We've got some new Internet availability. It is quite amazing. Uh, 50 bucks a month. Like 100 to 500 meg speeds. Super good stuff. Very cheap. We can save you a ton of money. If you're a cable customer with, a, with one of those amazing bundles where you're spending $300 a month, call us. Let's save you some money now and uh, get you a chance to win some extra cash. 424-DISH, 801-424-DISH. That's right. How hard you try, you can't stop us now. This is The Big Show with Jake Scott and Gordon Monson, presented by Big O Tires, with the lowest price on every tire every day, with no credit needed financing options available. Big O Tires, the team you trust. Gordon, we're a little short on time, so uh, we're going to save the Britton Covey sound for later in the show. Okay. Uh, PK tweeted out some interesting quotes from him yesterday, and uh, Twitter, uh, or PK's autocorrect, changed his name Britton to British. So it's kind of funny. The tweet the said British, British Covey. Yeah. <laughs> it's a British Covey says, yeah. So we'll, we'll get to that. Uh, one by sea, two by, how's that, that, that thing go? Two if by, one if by land, two if by, by sea. sea. Yeah. Was that? Who was, but that wasn't uh Is that Paul Revere? Paul Revere, yeah. The Paul Ride of Paul Revere. Midnight Ride of Paul Revere. I don't know if any of that was true, but that's the the poem. That's the story. Uh before though, we, we have just a short segment here. Have you seen the latest controversy from the Little League World Series? 
what happened. It doesn't. It's not age related. It is. It is. In fact, I heard Hanson Scotty talking about this. This uh, pitcher, and you have to be twelve between ten and twelve to be in the Little League World mm-hmm. Series. Some of them are thirteen, but they turned twelve right. before or whatever. Well, this pitcher has thrown some five hundred pitches and thirty something innings, and has allowed not one run, not one loss. He has allowed a hit in the world in the Little League not. World Series. He's allowed one, one. hit is over five hundred something pitches. Is he shaving? It, well, yeah, uh, he. I, I. I don't know. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna me speculate on the kid's age, but Hans had an interesting uh, point to make. He said if he were coaching against this kid, he would do everything within his legal power to double, triple, quadruple check that kid's age to make sure he's not cheating. Okay. What would you do, Gordon Monson? Would you just go ah? Some kids mature quicker than others. <laughs> so he drove here in a, in a suburban with three kids of his own. I don't know. Uh, that's an interesting question. I, if if I had the means to find out. The I means? Would, like hire a PI? <laughs> what are, what are you, the means? I would try and find out if I could. Do a little background check. If you had Google, is that, what means? I don't. I don't know. You don't have to release the CIA well, black find, ops. How, huh? do you, how do you find out whether someone <laughs> what someone's real age is? You have them under a spotlight. How old are you really? <laughs> here's here's my here's my thought. It's the Little League World Series. Who does cares? It, is it really that big of a deal? Oh, it's a big deal of the folks involved. Those what was betting that, what on was it. That kid's name Danny Almonte or so. What was his name? <laughs> Danny Almonte. Can you believe we still remember that? Well, by the way, when was that? That was hundred years ago. Yeah, two thousand two, three, somewhere in there. I wonder what he's up to these days. I'm sure he's. I don't know. He's probably. Well, he was thirty-eight at the time. <laughs> So now he's maybe retired. I don't know. But actually, in all truthfulness, he was only like a few months older than you were supposed to be. But that's still cheating. I just, here's, the Little League World Series has never really appealed to me all that much because it feels like ESPN capitalizing on a bunch of 12-year-olds to me, which feels icky. But even then, if this kid chooses to be 18 and thump up on 12-year-old Little League kids, let him do what he's gonna. That's sad if someone's really doing that. Well, who would ever do that? You know, I mean, just <laughs> hit the grand slam that time, left-handed. I was wondering if we'd get to that. Well, I, I didn't. I, I'd let everybody know. Everybody knew that I was older than those kids. If you the don't coach. know the the story, I'll I'll tell it. Uh, Gordon Monson uh, was uh, on break from his job at Burger King, <laughs> and was just having a smoke out at the park. Uh, in his Trans Am, his Firebird, and uh, the, the there was a little league game going on, and Gordon went up to the coach and said, "Let me show him how it's done." <laughs> and to Gore, according to lore, Gordon's lore claims that he hit a left-handed bases empty grand slam against these twelve-year-olds when he was empty. thirty-one. <laughs> Not Some of that is true. Very little of it is true. <laughs> the coach asked me to play. Why? I rode up on my Stingray bike, and I was sitting In your there. Stingray Corvette. <laughs> no, a Stingray bike <laughs> with a banana seat and the whole thing and the big handlebars. I just rode up, and I'm sitting there, and he, he knew me, and he said, well, come on, come on in here and, and take an at-bat. And I said, okay, I will. But he said, you got to bat left-handed. Why would he say that? Because he because I was like a year older than the other kids. Oh, okay, so you were cheating. No, he knew that. <laughs> you were. He knew that all along. You I were Danny a, Almonte before at, it was cool. At one point, I, I at, at no point did I lie, and so I said, "Okay, I'll bat left-handed, no problem." And I hit a grand slam over the freaking fence down the right field line. It was what can I tell see? You? The more detail. Every time that you tell this story, there's more details that come out. Now it's the right field no, line. No, I always knew it was that. I, I in my mind's eye, I still see the ball sailing out. I'm sure in your mind's eye you see a lot of things. Doesn't mean it happened. <laughs> Felt good, though. Did it? Yeah, I'm not going to lie. Yeah, all right. Because I was not a switch hitter. Well, you were that day, apparently. Uh, yeah, well, and then I, you went right back I, to your I, union I, job on I, the docks. <laughs> Coming up next, more lies as the Not Sports Report comes here your we, way. Here we go. You're on the big show. 
Check this out. And now your not sports report on 975-1280 the zone and the zone sports network. Everyone's favorite segment that's named Gordon Monson. The Not Sports Report, brought to you by LHM Used Car Supermarket. Over 1,000 used vehicles in inventory. Shop online at LHMUsedCars.com. What were we listening to there? Some kind of alien beat. It was Rage, rage Against the Machine. Uh-huh. It was an intro to a Rage song. We didn't get too deep into it. But yeah, Not Sports Report. Okay. Ruin our day. Go ahead. So I've got two things. Good, because we're way on time. Okay. I'll take my time. <laughs> the first one happened over in Africa at a national park uh, th- that is essentially a sanctuary for you know wild animals and whatnot. And there was a statue slash I don't know if it was like made out of you know I don't know what it was made out of, but it was of a, a of a male elephant. And it just was there near the the front of the park. And a, a real elephant came over to it, and a bull elephant. Who, oh, right. Who, yeah. No, no, who thought this was a rival oh, okay. to right. him. And he, he stood in front of the fake elephant for a few minutes and then charged it and knocked it over. And park personnel had to go try to put it back together again. Oh well, at that point, don't you go? Well, that didn't work. Let's <laughs> let's not have any uh, rival elephant tr- statues up. Yeah. And then I've got this. Who's reporting this, by the way? I, I don't know. Who Who's... sent their highly paid investigative uh, international reporter down there to get that? You news? think that's bad? Wait till you hear this one. Oh, great. So, and I'm not sure exactly. It doesn't comment exactly where this took place, but you know, when you went to college. And did you ha- know your roommate, or did they just put you together with someone you didn't know? You know, I had apartment mates in college. I never, I always never had my own in room. A dorm. And I don't know whether this was a dorm or whether what the situation was. Yeah, but, but uh, I know people who were just put uh, together. Yeah, yep. Did you? So you knew everybody? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, in this case, two women were put together as roomies. Uh, in Do you have at, to call them a, roomies, or? Yeah. What do you call them? Roommates. Yeah. Oh, roommates. Okay. BFFs. Yeah. They were complete strangers. Okay. And so they met, and they uh, they they for the first couple of days they got along terrific. They had all kinds of things in common, and everything was uh, peachy king. So <laughs> then, uh, the the uh, speaking of Mike, the air conditioning broke uh-huh. in, in the in the in the apartment. And or the dorm room, whatever it was. Where was this? Did it say? It, it didn't say okay. exactly where it was. I assume somewhere hot. Yeah. yeah. So so one of the roommates, it got so hot, one of the roommates decided that she would drop the laundry oh, and Gordon. sleep sleep unclothed. Oh, Gordon. And this made the other roommate really uncomfortable. Yeah. So she investigated and found out that uh, her new roommate uh, was came from a a nudist colony and didn't think nudity was any big deal. The now, roommate she, came from a nudist colony but was clothed before the air conditioning broke? Yes, because you can't. Just because you were raised in that environment doesn't mean you're going to parade around that way at a public university, okay. right? But All she's right. inside a room, inside of her dorm room, and figures, okay, it's really, really hot. So she she did that, and the other roommate was made uncomfortable. She, she said, "What's going on here?" And she said, "It's no big deal, you know. It's just a body. We're both women. We're not, you know. I'm not parading around. I'm just. I feel comfortable this way." So what would you have done at that point? If I was roommates with someone who was yeah. naked? Uh-huh. Uh, move. <laughs> I mean, did this girl say, hey, it's making me uncomfortable? Would you yeah. mind covering up? And she said, no, it's, it's no big deal. It's just it's just a body. It doesn't mean anything. Then here's what you do. You start using the restroom with the door open. See how quickly they get uncomfortable. 
It's just the body just doing natural things that bodies do. It's no big deal. Well, things she, will change like that. She asked the bothered one, asked the, bothered the, the naked one, one to, to, to clothe herself. If and you so, go with a hot and bothered <laughs> joke here, I will throw you through that window. I'm not even playing. That is, that is a long way to go for that joke. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, it's just... it's just The bothered one and the naked one were hot. <laughs> I got it. No, I wasn't even thinking that. Uh-huh. But I just think how awkward that would, would that be. It's or, just a naked woman. <laughs> I, I, well, I just, I thought to myself, okay, I had a roommate I didn't know in, in, when I was went to college. They do say if you're going to argue, argue naked, Gordon. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Uh, I told you that story. You right? did, yeah. Uh, so anyway, and then uh, someone just laughed at you. <laughs> yeah, you told me that story, Mike. Well, it's been a long time since I've told that story. Anyway, one of one of them's moving out. Had enough. Which one, the the naked one or the bothered one? I think the bothered one. Oh, good. Is up and out. <laughs> uh, well, if your air conditioning is broken and things are, are hot, before you both just uh, hate each other's guts, call Mike at any hour services, right? Yeah, I mean, before you strip down, get the other person's <laughs> consent, you know. Hey, do you mind if I do this? It would feel better if I didn't have clothes on. I'm you, sure if we called one, I'm sure your techs have all kinds of stories to tell about when they get to someone's house. People are, they're at home. I have from my mission all the time, people open the door naked on my mission. They're at home. It's where, their spot. Where'd you go on your mission? Uh, Southern California. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I, I also served a mission. I had never, never had anyone come to the door naked. I was called to the nudist colony of Pocatello. Uh, <laughs> that's where this, that's a where the, baptisms. Uh, that's a where the success. unclothed roommate was from. <laughs> your right. mission. <laughs> oh man. So any hour services is here, uh, despite their better judgment, they're hanging out with us and uh, we're excited that they are. Uh, Ogden and Nephi, Twilla to Park City. Why do manufacturers recommend servicing your system each year mike shouldn't it just work forever they don't make things like they used to uh that's true uh, things are more efficient nowadays <laughs> but uh here's the thing if you think about the manufacturers they feel like they make a good product but the only way that it is going to perform to its potential is if you take care of it and so they want it to last for as many years as possible because their model is like hey if it if you have a good brand experience when they come when you go to replace it maybe you'll say oh i want another carrier system because this one lasted 25 30 years and so to that point if you, um, I don't know, if you don't like the idea of spending a bunch of money to replace your system, your furnace, or your air conditioner, the least expensive way to kick that can down the road is to actually maintain it. Do the maintenance on it, because if you take good care of it, it is going to last longer. The problem is, if you get a new system, it's like when you have a new car. If you avoid the maintenance, like for the first 50,000 miles, you might not notice it in the beginning, even though you're supposed to be getting an oil change every 3,000, all that stuff, but it ta it takes life off the end of it, and you don't notice until like, oh, this, uh, this air conditioner should have lasted 25 years, I'm only at 12, and it's mm. already starting to break down. You're supposed to change your oil every 3,000 miles? Three to five thousand, uh, and if you're doing synthetic, you can go more. But if you're like nuclear, if you've got some test prototype got that a Elon flux gave capacitor. you, right? It's, you don't. Yeah. Uh, it, how, it runs I, on unicorn blood. Okay, the car he drives. Serious huh? question, Mike. If, yeah. if, on your average furnace or air conditioner, or whatever, if you do take good care of it, how long should it last? Uh, it depends on how it was in, how well it was installed, and how well you're taking care of it. But there's no reason that the thing shouldn't last anywhere from 20 to 25 years. But there are circumstances where, if you, depending on the climate, if you're running it a long time, like air conditioners are going to uh, take on a lot more abuse than the furnace is because it's outside and the elements and the sun and it just the electricity that it's pulling it's going to work harder so it might you know last a little bit less than a furnace would but the the biggest reason that people have to replace these things before they necessarily need to or before they would have needed to is because they don't take the time to take care okay, of them. Okay so if it if it's if it's taken care of and it lasts 25 30 years something like that how long does it last if you don't take care of it? We have been out to homes where uh it is 6 years old 
and the thing is needing oh, to be really? replaced. Wow. Because if it's not, like I said, it has to be installed properly. So if someone doesn't come out and take the time to uh, do a load calculation or a heat loss calculation to figure out how much, how many BTUs of heat does it take to heat your home, here's the size that the furnace needs to be. Oh, we have to make sure that the duct size is proper so that you can move enough air. Because if it's oversized or the ducting can't handle it, you're keeping all of that extra heat at the furnace. And all of that extra heat is just baked. It's not like baking cherry pies, but it's actually baking <laughs> those internal furnace components and it's causing them to go out sooner than they should. So there's all kinds of things that like the, the first day, the most important day in the life of your system is the day it's installed. After that, you just need to be maintaining it so that it works. And your technicians will spot something like that if it needs to be. Whether, whether it's a big deal or a small deal, that, that's what Correct, you yeah. Do. So when we come out there and we've got our checklist of things that we go through, we are checking, like for air conditioners, we're, we're looking at fan motors, capacitors, compressors, refrigerant levels, levels uh, the airflow. Uh, for furnace, we're checking blower fans, safety switches, uh, flame sensors, the ignition and combustion. We're looking for any sign that the thing isn't working the way that it's supposed to, and we're documenting everything we find because we want to actually take the time to educate you because, well, one, we're standing behind the thing for 12 months, so we want to bring to your attention like, hey, we're going to be standing behind this thing for 12 months. It, your flame sensor is weak or your capacitor isn't working the way that it should. And so we want to make sure that you know the condition of your system so that we also don't look bad if we come out there. So it doesn't do us any good to like try and pull the wool over your eyes or do things like that. We are super detailed because we're going to have to like stand behind that thing. So here we sit at the end of a long, hot, record-setting summer, Mike. Yep. A lot of people's air conditioners have been working overload. Yes. They need to get them tuned up, but we're also right around the corner of needing that furnace to flip on and yep. keep us warm in the cold winters here in Utah. Usually that's going to cost people some money to get those tuned up, but you're doing a deal today for our listeners. We are. So roughly 200 bucks if you want to maintain both of them. Uh, but if you only need one of them done, you can save $70 and we'll do it for 29 bucks. But if you want to take advantage of the Gordon deal today and maximize your savings as a zone listener, you're going to want to call and schedule an end-of-season air conditioner tune-up and a preseason furnace tune-up at the same time, and instead of $198, you're only going to pay 49 when we come out there to service them. Unbelievable. Which is a lot less than I paid. Is it? Yeah. By, by about how much? Nine bucks. Okay. Actually, I Still. think it was four fifty, wasn't it? I don't know. Well, if you're looking at one piece, you got to divide it by two because you're getting. But here's the thing with that forty nine dollars: if you've got two air conditioners or two furnaces, or you want to do one of each, that that deal you can pick and choose. But two pieces of equipment yeah. for forty nine bucks. Good deal. You got to get it done today. 801-443-7400. By get it done today, I mean you got to get on the books. Today. You got to schedule. You can. Yeah, you got to call today. You can schedule it for whenever's most convenient for you. And if you go online and book online at any hour services. Com. It actually brings up a calendar so you can pick the day that you want to do, and then we actually give you a reminder call. Like, it's super slick. Take care of your air conditioning after a long, hot summer and get that furnace ready. $49 for both, $29 for just one of them. Your choice, 801-443-7400 or online at anyhourservices.com, and it comes with a no-breakdown guarantee, good for 12 months after service. Yes, sir. That's Mike from Any Hour Services. Thank you, sir. You're welcome. More of The Big Show up next here on The Zone.